the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Lift Up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. We are here every weekday at this time to share the good news of Jesus and to lift up His name to this city. No matter if you are listening right now from your car or at home or in your place of work, we believe that today's sermon from Pastor Dudley will be a blessing to everyone. So if you can, get out your Bibles and let's join Pastor Dudley right now with his message. We are blessed. Last weekend, we looked at the truth that because God is omnipotent, because He's omnipresent, and because He's omniscient, that our response, we have several responses, our first response is to worship. And I believe today uh, that you came to the house of the Lord to worship God. Amen? Our second response after worship is to serve Yahweh. We should be known as people who serve and people who are willing to give our all, even our lives if need be. There's something about the fact that Jesus gave his all for us that we should be willing to give our all for him. Every single believer, no exceptions, every believer is to worship God, and every believer is to serve God. Saved people serve people. It was Joshua who was next in line to lead Israel after Moses died. He was preparing the Israelites to enter the land of Canaan. He made it clear that when we enter this land, you as people have a choice to make. Who are you going to serve? As we enter this land, are you going to serve Yahweh, the creator God of this universe, or are you going to serve the false gods in the land of Canaan? And then Joshua makes this well-known statement in Joshua chapter 24, verse 15, when he says, as for me... And my house, because I can't control what happens in your house. I just want you to know, as your leader, that for me and for my house, we are going to do what? We're going to serve the Lord. Years ago, I was on one of our Holy Land trips, and I was in Jerusalem at the hotel that we were staying at, and there was a jewelry shop, and we had some free time, and I just ventured over to the jewelry shop. And inside, I saw the ring that I'm wearing right now. And this ring has Hebrew letters on it. And I can't read Hebrew. And so I asked uh, the lady, she was a little old lady, uh, behind the counter. I said, can you tell me what that ring says? And she goes, it's that, uh, you know, that statement. And I said, what statement? 
She goes, you know, it's that statement. And then she reads, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I said, I got to have that ring. And uh, she said, well, do you want to know how much it costs? I said, no. I said, I just need that ring. And praise God, it was reasonable. Amen. (laughs) Praise, thank you, Lord. It was reasonable. But I bought the ring and I've worn it ever since to remind myself that as for me, And everyone, you're going to live underneath the roof of my house. We are going to serve the Lord. Amen. Now, in your sermon notes, the word serve in that verse in Joshua is the word abad. Everybody say abad. And that word serve in the Hebrew means to work. It actually means to labor as a slave is what it means. It means to get your hands dirty it's not something that's easy uh, to serve the lord that word serve is not something that's effortless it's work it requires energy effort sacrifice now uh, we have many people and some of you are here today you want to be saved everybody wants to be saved with the right mind but not everybody wants to serve not everybody wants to roll up their sleeves and get to work we've got all kinds of people here who are saved, but never lift a single finger around the church. And if you ever get to the point where you can see the God of the Bible, Yahweh, and see the greatness of God, and the fact that He sees all, that He knows all, and understand that God can do all, and then you realize all that Jehovah God has done for you, you can't help but want to serve a God like that. You know, you know, if your neighbor loans you a cup of sugar so you can make some cookies, it's just something about you that says, hey, he gave me a cup of sugar. I just want to do something nice for you because they gave you that cup of sugar. Well, trust me, God has given you more than just a cup of sugar. He's given you a boatload of sugar. The heavens, the stars, the moon, the earth, your life, your family, the Holy Spirit, the Bible, salvation. Think of all the things that Yahweh God has done for you. You can't help but want to serve Him for all that He's done for you. In the New Testament, Joshua's in the Old Testament, but in the New Testament it makes it clear that you and I are supposed to serve. And the New Testament explains that you and I are to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. That once you're saved... You should understand that your purpose here on this earth, wherever you go, is to be the hands and feet of Jesus because people can't see Jesus, but they can see you. And they should see Jesus in you wherever you go. God, Yahweh, is sending you. And wherever you are, it's because God brought you there to be the hands and feet of Jesus wherever you go. Amen? There's a minister, his name was John. They called him Reverend John. And uh, there was a lady in his church that was a dear friend that he got a phone call that she only had a few hours left to live. She was an elderly woman. And she had lived a good long life. She had served the Lord. But he rushed to the hospital to see her because he was told she doesn't have much time. And he walks into the hospital room and he walks over to her because she's sound asleep. And he's just kind of looking down at her face, and he's just kind of 
you know, saying a prayer over her, and all of a sudden she begins to wake up. And she looks and she can't, she's trying to picture who that is and all, and she like, it startles her. And she said, oh, excuse me. For, for a minute there, I thought you were Jesus. <laughs> oh, that's a good line right there. And they laughed about that because they'd been friends for a long time. And as he left, knowing that it was perhaps the last time that he would ever see her alive on this earth, he turned back right before he left. He said, hey, do me a favor. She said, what? She said, if you wake up and you see Jesus, would you just please say to him, oh, for a moment there, I thought you were Reverend John. (laughs) And she said she would. And ladies and gentlemen, don't you know that wherever you go and wherever I go and people look at us, they should say, oh, for a minute there, I thought you were Jesus. And all God's people said. The Bible says this in Romans 12, just as each of us has one body, you have one body, you have many members, and these members uh, do not all have the same function. My feet have a different function than my hands. My eyes have a different function than my ears. So, verse 5, in Christ. Everybody say, in Christ. in Christ. If you are in Christ, we who are many, and there are many of us here today, yet we form one body. And each member, he's talking about each of you, you belong to all the other members. Verse 6, we have different gifts. We're not all the same here today. According to the grace, and whatever gifts you have is because God graced you with that gift. And then it says, if a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it's teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it's contributing to the needs of others, then let him give generously. If it's leadership, let him govern diligently. If it's showing mercy, then let him do so cheerfully. I want you to write this down. God has gifted each of you so that you might serve the body of Christ. God has gifted you. You have certain talents, certain abilities. You are to use those talents and abilities to serve the body of Christ. We all belong to the same body. These are good questions. What are my gifts? What are you good at? What are your abilities? What are your passions? What do you do well? What needs do we have here at the church that you could meet? How can I serve? Where should I serve? We serve not to bring glory to ourselves. We serve to bring glory to God. And there's three things about serving that I want you to understand. Three basic uh, truths. Truth number one in your notes. Whenever you serve, whoever you serve, you're actually serving Jesus. I know it looks like you're serving people, but according to the Bible, when you serve in his name, whoever you're serving, you're actually serving Jesus. And there's several examples of this in the Bible. The first are children. The Bible says, Jesus, these are his words in Matthew 18, verse 5. Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes who? Welcomes me. So when you're helping or caring for a child, you're helping or caring for Jesus, according to the Bible. Right now, while you're sitting in here, we have hundreds of babies in the nursery. And there are people in there that are caring for those children. And those workers, those people who work with the youth, 
they're actually, as they care for that baby, they're actually caring for Jesus, according to that verse. We have a school, Heritage Christian School. We have a preschool, Little Shepherd Preschool. We have a children's ministry. We have a junior high school uh, department ministry. We have a high school ministry. And as they minister to those children, they're ministering to Jesus. We had a, uh, an event several weeks ago for special needs children. We had all kinds of volunteers. I was so proud of you for volunteering. And as you volunteered to help those special needs children, according to the scriptures, you're actually helping Jesus. It's also true, second of all, write this down, when you help those who preach the gospel. Now, this is going to sound a little self-serving because I'm someone who preaches the gospel. And I'm going to say something and read you scripture, and you're going to go, that's not in the Bible. Yes, it is. And that's why you need to have a Bible. Because you should always check up on what the preacher says. Amen? In the same way he said it about children, he also said it about those who preach the gospel. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 10, verse 40, Jesus said these words as he's talking to the 12, as he sends them out to preach. He says, anyone who welcomes you, welcomes me. In other words, as you honor or welcome a missionary, as you honor or welcome a pastor or a minister or someone's life who is dedicated to share the gospel, according to the Bible, you're actually serving Jesus. Yesterday, I went into a coffee shop down on Ventura Boulevard. There's a girl named Alana who works, who works. She is the manager and she goes to church. She was here last night. And I stopped in to say hello. She said, do you want anything? I said, no, I don't need anything. She goes, are you sure? I said, I don't need a thing. I said, well, I could use a cup of coffee. She says, well, what kind do you want? I said, you know what? Give me a small. Small or what size? Small. I said, I like a latte, vanilla latte. She said, what kind of milk? And I watched as she, she said, you, I, she put one pump of vanilla in it. She says, you want another pump? I said, no, just one. That's all I want. Small latte, vanilla latte. She handed it to me. She knew that later on that day that I'd be at church preaching. And I believe this in her mind. She thought, you know, I just want to help the pastor get through church. And, uh, what she didn't know was that she was actually helping the Lord. I believe that, because that's what the Scriptures say. I had a guy who gave me a ride yesterday. I needed a ride. And my buddy Steve said, I'll give you a ride. I said, you don't need to give me a ride. I said, my wife's coming to pick me up. He said, no, I'll take you. I said, no, you don't need to. My wife is coming to pick me up. He insisted. He pastor, let me, let me, I don't mind. I said, okay. Called my wife, honey, you don't need to come. Steve's going to take me. He knew that later on that day I'd be preaching and I was kind of stressed out and he just wanted to do whatever he could do just to help me. But whether he realizes or not, he was actually helping Jesus. And to be honest with you, I was scared to death while he was driving. (laughs) I'd never been so close to Jesus in all my life. (laughs) There's a third category. Most of you've heard of this category. It's the least of these. See, there's, there's several people groups that Jesus said, as you're helping them, you're actually helping me. And one of those categories are the least of these, Matthew 25. Jesus talks about helping those who are hungry, helping those who are strangers, helping those who are naked, helping those who are in prison, helping those who are sick, helping those who cannot help themselves. He calls them the least of these. In Matthew 25, verse 40, it's in your Bible, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, 
whatever you did for one of the least of these, you did for me. You ever seen anybody in trouble? You ever seen a homeless person living in L.A.? You ever seen someone who's stranded? Have you ever seen someone who is illegal? You ever seen someone who's hungry, someone who's in the hospital, someone who's lost, someone who's thirsty? Sometimes we justify their plight. We say, well, they kind of deserve, I've never made bad, that person must have made a whole bunch of bad decisions in their life. That's why they're in the situation they're in. Like you're justifying the position that they're in so that you don't need to help them. Next time, remember, if you help them, if you help the least of these, that you're actually helping Jesus. When you work, you're working for him. When you volunteer, you're volunteering for him. If you look on the way out of here, you find a piece of trash on the floor, and you say, I'm going to pick that up. And you take it over, you put it in the trash bin. You're actually picking that up on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ. Several months ago, I met a little old lady named Layla. She's feisty. She's in her 70s, and I met her while I was riding my bike. This is her. She's in her 70s. In the year 2000, she rode across the entire continental United States of America. She rides 200 miles every single week. And I've just kind of, I saw her on the road, started talking to her. We had coffee at a coffee shop, and I invited her to church. She started coming. Layla. And last week, I said to her, my wife leads a ministry called the Vintage Ministry. It's for the seniors in our church. You have hundreds of people who show up on Tuesdays at 10 o'clock. And I said to Layla, she's a widow. I said to her, why don't you come uh, to church on Tuesday? I'll introduce you to, to my wife and you can meet all the people in the Vintage Ministry. And here's what she said to me. She said, I don't, I don't have anything to do on Tuesdays. Well, you do now. And she said this to me. She said, I'm going to stop and have breakfast at Pillars at 9 o'clock, and then I'm going to go to the Vintage at 10. I said, Layla, I will come pick you up at 945 out of Pillars, and I'll take you over and introduce you. I didn't really know if she'd even be there, but at 945, I walked out of my office, and I walked into Pillars Cafe, and there was Layla sitting by herself at a table having breakfast. I said, Layla, come with me. So we walked through the door, and Layla has told me this, that she has struggled ever since her husband died. It's been hard on her. And as we walked through the outside door into the church, there was a woman there greeting everyone as they walked in. Her name was Shirley Ellis. Shirley Ellis and her husband were members of our church for quite a while, and her husband died a couple of years ago. We walked through there. We took about six steps, and I stopped. I said, Layla, do you see that woman back there? She said, yes. I said, I just want you to know that her husband died. She's a widow. And she just paused. You could just see her mind thinking, well, here's someone else who's in my situation. We walked inside the room. I'm not making this up. There were 100 people in this room. They were all there on time. (laughs) And uh, the first person we met was a woman named Ruth. Ruth Martinson, who was there, she had invited a guest, and she was checking in. They have a table for first-time visitors, and she, Ruth, helped Layla sign up as a first-time visitor. 
I looked over, I saw another woman named Salambra Ingram, who is a woman whose husband was a pastor here in L.A. He died several years ago. She is a widow. And Salambra, I kind of waved. She came over and she began to help uh, Layla. And all of a sudden, another girl uh, named Cookie Mitchell. That's her name, Cookie. And Cookie came right over and looked at Layla, grabbed her hands, looked her right in the eye and said, Oh, I'm so glad you came today. And then, before I knew it, another woman named Carmen Ruiz, whose husband died one year ago yesterday. She was here at 9 o'clock. She sat on the front row by herself. Before I knew what had happened, Carmen had come over and said, Layla, why don't you come sit at our table? And I want you to know that Shirley and Ruth and Salambra and Carmen and Cookie... They were helping Layla, yes, but I'll tell you who they were serving. They were serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Because whenever you serve, whoever you serve, you're serving Jesus. Number two, write this down. Get this point. There's a differential here. Serving leads people to Jesus Christ. Not only are you serving Jesus, but the person you're serving, you're actually leading them to Jesus. When you use your gifts and talents for the body of Christ, you're actually helping people find Jesus Christ. Let me tell you something about this church. We are trying to win people to Jesus Christ. That's why we exist. And as we try to lead people to Jesus Christ... We're successful in that as people who have gifts and talents serve and do your part. Just like those 21 guys, we're working there. Uh, The greeters who greet, ushers who usher, trams that tram, right? Workers that work, Uh, people who serve in so many different capacities here in this church. But the reason we are serving is that we might point people to Jesus Christ. It's a blessing for us to bring this program to you every day. We exist only by our faithful partners who support us through their prayers and financial gifts. If Pastor Dudley's message has been a blessing to you, we would like to encourage you to consider joining in partnership with us so we can continue to be here every day to bless others with this important ministry. Your gifts, whether large or small, are greatly appreciated and go directly to help keep us on the air. You can find out more about supporting us by calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. We have operators standing by and ready to take your call. You can also support us by going to our website, liftupjesus.com forward slash reach. That address again is liftupjesus.com forward slash, and then the word reach. Hello, friends. My name is Dusty Frizzell, and I want to invite you to our Thursday night service at Shepherd Church. That's right. We're adding a fourth service. Worship service starts at 7 p.m., and it's for all ages. We'll be following the same sermon series as the weekends, and you'll hear from myself, from some of my friends, and even from Pastor Dudley. So if you'll be gone on a weekend or you just want to open up some seats for others on the weekends, join us on Thursdays at 7 p.m. I hope to see you there. 
Hi, I'm Kayla Francis. Father's Day is almost here. Do you find yourself reflecting on your relationship with your father, whether good or bad? This Father's Day weekend, I want to invite you to come and hear a powerful word of encouragement from my dad, Pastor Dudley Rutherford. He will be preaching live from Shepherd Church in Porter Ranch and will be sharing a message straight from the Word of God that reveals the secret to breaking generational curses. Services are available on Saturday and Sunday, and if you can handle the heat, there will be a special hot wing challenge after service just for the dads. And word on the street is that 6,000 wings will be served. For more information, please visit www.shepherdchurch.com. That's www.shepherdchurch.com. It's time to be set free from generational curses. We'll see you there. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.